and so we begin. The first episode of Midnight Wisdom. <laughs> Finally, right? Why did I take so long? Then again, why do any of us take this long to do anything we love? Why do any of us take so long to do something that we know we should have should have done such a long time ago? But I guess it's just human nature to be afraid of... Yeah, we're all afraid of going for what we love in such an intense way. And I think that comes from just being afraid that we'll no longer love what we love once we're actually that deep into it. Because there's no safety net once you dive in. You become vulnerable in front of the eyes of everyone. Those who love you. Those who are just there to judge you. Those who actually care and those who don't. But do you want to base what you do on how other people view what you do? Or do you want to actually stand up as your own person that's just doing what they love? Stand up as your own person to do what you love. How hard would that be? How hard is it to actually be you? I think that's the hardest thing anyone can do. To stand up and tell the world, this is who I am. I'm here. It comes from accepting yourself to begin with. Accepting the world that you're in. Accepting everything that happens to you. Because we, we overestimate how much control we have on this world, honestly. And then we blame ourselves for it. No, that's not the right way to go with anything, honestly. It's not the right approach to anything in your life. You accept everything that happens to you because, come on, let's be fair. It wasn't in your control. Almost nothing is. Even your thoughts aren't in your control, so how are you going to blame yourself for something outside if you're not happy in the way you wanted it to? That's just a inefficient, that's just an inefficient way to live. Because when it comes to control, there's so many layers you'd have to go through before you can actually control something you want to control, right? There's so much planning, so much time, so much effort. If I wanted to play an instrument, so the end of my goal would be to control sound, controlling music, creating music, sorry, creating a melody that can speak volumes more than I ever could. I'd have to spend hours and hours and hours on my damn guitar learning and learning and learning, making it second nature until I can control the guitar to control the sound to make music that I think would sound nice to me or to anyone who's listening. It's on us. But after how long were you able to control this thing? And before you could even think about controlling the guitar, you have to think about controlling yourself. And how many of us can actually say that they control themselves? So that when you actually tell yourself to do something, you actually do it. Not often. Man, like that's so... Such an inner struggle within every one of us to do what we decide to do. But then you ask yourself, what the, what's that part of me that decided that I want to do this thing? Is it not as powerful as all the other parts that actually went ahead and convinced my body to do something against my own will. 
Self-esteem is your reputation with yourself at the end of the day because you are the only person that's always seeing everything that you're doing. You know more about yourself than anyone else could, but you might know that much about yourself, but it doesn't mean that you understand yourself because there's a lot of people outside of you that probably understand you way more than you understand yourself. Those close to you and those who love you. Really. So it's this inner struggle that we're all facing. None of us can actually control so much and yet we blame ourselves and the people around us and the life we're in for everything and it's just not a healthy way to go because you relinquish your ability to actually change anything and the entire point of all of this is to actually change the world is constantly changing and faster than ever before and we're in this together guys we're in this shithole together no no one else has seen this happen before technology developing so fast and our daily lives changing in a way that we never thought it would i look at my grandparents and i think to myself how hard it was for them to assimilate to the new society that they found themselves suddenly in and the changes that we're seeing daily are even more drastic than the changes that our grandparents suddenly saw with the arrival of internet and technology and we're we're just used to the fact that things change a lot more than they are but things are changing a lot faster for us and if we don't adapt fast enough we're fucked and that's the that's the scary part of all of it we're in a society that this is all new to us and we think we understand what's going on we've never been this interconnected before information has never been this classified and collected so well and organized ever before and It's never been possible to have so much access to data beforehand. So much access to this information. (laughs) And God, it's so new to us to be able to communicate with those we love that are so far away in an instant. You can send them a video, a picture, you can video call and it's as if you're in the same room. I have friends of mine that I haven't seen for, I wouldn't have seen them for a year or two. But when we do actually meet again, it doesn't feel like we've been apart at all because we've been connected this entire time and we we know we are. And we know we were, sorry. So even even if it even though it does have a lot of advantages being this con- connected, it's just taken away a lot of what makes us human. And we don't understand it and we think it's good for us and we think it's nice. And who am I to say that it's not good for us? But at the end of the day, it does affect something deep within us because we haven't, as a society, developed with these tools with us ever before. And their introduction, the introduction to these tools into our lives has taken away a lot of what makes us human. The genuine love and care and taking the good with the bad. But now all we look at are Facebook posts with perfect smiles and perfect everything. And that's not what happiness is. It's not looking at people and showing and seeing them being happy and them showing you that they're happy. That's not happiness. At least it's not fulfillment. To me, it just gives you a sense of satisfaction or rather comfort that the society that you're in somewhat accepts you by giving you a bunch of likes. The intrinsic value of that is absolutely zero. And we give it so much value. We let it dictate what we do and what we show and what we share and who we are. We base ourselves on it and I... uh, ah, It's disgusting, man. We are not human anymore and that's just sad. 
We're so much better than this. That's what I'd like to believe. That's what I truly believe. We can achieve so much if we bond and collaborate and work together towards something greater than ourselves. Something we all believe in. But belief, on the other hand, is a very tough subject to get into because belief is such a... You know, every, every one of us has our individual belief system and the way we decide to see the world and process it. We can see it as... I won't go into that in detail right now. But besides the fact that we all see the world differently, we do have shared beliefs that help us connect and not at least connect, at least deal with each other on a day-to-day basis. So when I go into a store and I want to buy something, it's not like it's written in a rule book how I'm going to buy something. You just know I'm going to go in, I'm going to ask that guy what I want. He's going to give me what I want. I'm going to give him money depending on the cost of the item. We're going to smile. We're going to say thank you. I'm going to wish him a good day. and I'm going to leave. We've both, we were both aware of that social, social rules of buying or trade. No one had to tell us what they are. And even even when I'm standing next to someone talking to them, we don't we don't really it's not written in a book how far away I'm gonna have to step away from them or what topics I can approach with them, or all of that. So you're following a set of rules dictated on you by the society around you, shared beliefs, and that's what lets us function together on a day to day basis. That's fantastic. That's something we have to. That's something we have to appreciate because it lets us live our lives day by day, shared belief systems between our society. And this is why society has had to fight so damn much, because they had to protect those belief systems that they thought already work and already are we're safe in this place within the border and walls that we built. We don't want anything else to change that. And when something comes in and tries to change what we know to be safe, what we're used to for such a long time, we're going to act out and we're going to fight back. Or rather, you think your belief system is so damn good that you try to force it on other people and have them believe that too. And that's not fun or good for anyone. God, I'm I'm not trying to force a belief system on anyone with my podcast, honestly. If anything, this podcast is just me documenting my journey through this life. And anyone who's willing to listen is more than welcome. Maybe we can both grow together, who knows? think that's going to be interesting because otherwise life is too boring if you're always in that same space for me i've been driven outside of my comfort zone enough times to appreciate the the fun and randomness and spontaneity life is so interesting if you let it actually be interesting once you look at how everything works together, how every single thing is interconnected with every other thing, and it's all this b- big cycle moving in a hopefully good direction. It's an interesting view on life, honestly. How how your brain even works is such a mystery to us. And then you look at how the universe works, and it's just a mystery to us. And you look at everything in this world, and everything is a complete mystery. And yet we stand up, we wake up, we wash our faces, we shower, we dress, and we go to work. We go to the supermarkets, we buy our things, we go back to our home, to our wife and children, or whoever, and we talk to our loved ones, and we eat, we watch TV. We, we, we go on about our life with the sense of knowing with a sense of belief of, uh, you sort of know what's going on, you know what your life is about, you know your narrative and where you're going or where you were. There's, there's that, there's comfort in thinking that you know what's happening. 
But if you actually look at the situations, uh, we're fucking completely lost and we're clueless about anything that's happening. <laughs> we're just on a rock floating in space and it's okay. You know, we're too small to see that movement on a constant basis and we're we're in our world right now. We're in our room and what matters to us is what we see and what we perceive and what matters to us is what matters to us. So these emotions that drive you sometimes more than you can drive yourself, right? <sighs> But no one really knows anything. It's just we're so lost and we're just trying to find comfort in explaining things we can't understand. And we hide behind this, the veils of either religion or science or anything that's going to make us feel a little bit more comfortable than we than we were. To feel safe against all the randomness in this world and give it a bit of order. And that, that's what we've been doing ever since we were born. We were born into a world, we came from nothingness, and somehow we're here. And we're like, oh shit, we're here. We have no fucking clue what's going on. We're just like, happy we're here, and we're jumping around, going around, breaking things, or painting on walls, screaming and dancing, and trying to see the limits of who you are and what you can do and everything around you. You push everything to, to the limit. Like even, have you seen an adult? Sorry. Have you seen a kid talk to an adult? It's just so fascinating how far the kid will push the adult before the adult loses their shit. It's just fascinating to see how far the kid will take it to push that adult to the limits. Man. Have you seen an adult trip out from a kid? I've, I've seen that happen. I've been an adult who tripped out from a kid. It's funny, man, really, how how far a kid will push you. And then once they push you, they don't stop. They'll push more. <laughs> they want to see, they want to understand at what point you'll break, at what point you'll do something to, to break their flow. Or... It's just so interesting to watch. And for me, I absolutely adore kids, man. I don't have a problem with uh, I my technique with it is, is that I push the limits of the kid a lot more than they can think about pushing my limits so that I can it's just fun that way right if you're gonna push my limits I'm gonna push yours I'm gonna see like what what how are you gonna view these things I'll ask the dumbest questions you know I'll ask the most stupid questions to see what they'd react to <laughs> oh my god I remember I was with my cousin at some point he was like six at the time he had like really long hair. It was adorable. And we're playing fucking GTA 5, man. This guy is like riding a car and shooting people up. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? How can a kid play such a game? But anyways, games are good. Games are good. I'll get into that later. I look at him and I tell him, like, we're fucking around with each other. And I tell him, like, dude, have you ever, you know how you remember things? in your past and like things that happen all of that he's like yeah sure I do I'm like man have you ever tried to to remember something that didn't happen yesterday but happened tomorrow and he just looked at me like on this blank face <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he wasn't confused he just thought that I was an idiot <laughs> And that's exactly what I was at the time, because I'm dealing with a kid. I, I want to be stupid. It's fun. 
and you just push those limits and you can see what what you see out of the world and this is we come into this world and we're just interacting with everything bit by bit you know i'm tapping the wall i'm pushing this off i'm we're just trying to see the boundaries we're trying we're trying to understand and it's fun we do it through fun and play and play is such an integral part of who we are and all of us sadly it's a part that society kills off as early as possible but hey we can't get anywhere by blaming anything else other than ourselves, right? Like I said, there's not much you can control, but who you are, I think that's up to you. I don't think you're defined by who you were yesterday or who you think you're going to be tomorrow. I don't think you're defined by anything. To you, you have your own narrative and you, you have your own definition of yourself. And when I ask you who you are, if I ask the kid who they are, they're going to have this energy. They're going to be like, hey, I'm Carl and my favorite color is red. They'll tell me what they love. You know, They'll tell me the most favorite thing that they have. Hi, I'm Charlie and my favorite show is fucking Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I think a person is defined a lot more with what they truly love. Rather than this basic information that we end up telling people that we just met. These answers that are pre-recorded in our heads so we can repeat them as soon as possible and someone asks us the question. So we don't have to think. Because thinking is hard. Thinking is so... It's like we have something against thought these days. Anytime that there's a thought that's going to come up, you're instantly escaping to the nearest uh, electronic device trying to run away. Living in that moment of emptiness and darkness where where there's nothing but you and even you isn't that clear it's a scary place to be for someone who isn't used to being there to me I don't think there's anything more beautiful than thought I mean that's the entire point of why we think we're better than any other animal. Thought. Conscious thought. And it's such a powerful thing. Conscious thought. There's there's not much in this world I love more than just sitting down and trying to understand and listen to what this world is telling me. To sit down and reflect on past events. I'm not trying to find something else to blame. I'm not trying to find a reason even. Trying to understand and see how I how I as an individual can do better next time. Sure something went bad and sure I fucked up in this moment and I, I know I did. Definitely know I did. But hey, do I blame myself or do I blame anyone? I just take responsibility for the situation, accept it for what it was, because I tried to do my best when I was there, under the circumstances of that situation. And then I move on, trying to do better next. I don't identify with with the fuck-up. I don't identify with the thoughts that I had. I don't identify with what what people thought of me when I did what I did. I identify with it's it's better it's better if you don't identify with anything, but that's really hard. That's like Buddha. <laughs> that's on a Buddha level. 
don't identify with anything. That's like, if you get to that level, let me know. But hey, it's a, it's a funny thought, isn't it? Thought. <laughs> thought is a... Man, this mic I got is so, so cool. <laughs> yeah, you can literally hear anything and everything. But I, I'm not entirely used to how it works yet, so... I just want to get this episode done with, man. I need to upload it already. I've promised myself that I'm going to upload it for too long, and it's just been eating away at me for the longest time. And it's funny that we'd know that we'd know that there's something that we love and we want to do it, but we st- we keep living in the dream of of it happening instead of actually manifesting that dream into reality. Maybe I guess because it's just safer to live within that dream world rather than say, facing the harsh reality and maybe not loving what it is you love as much anymore. It's easier to tell other people about your goals about. Yo, I want to write this book and I want to jump off of Mount Everest from a helicopter and skydive and I want to achieve world peace and I want to stop world hunger. You tell these people these things and then you get the sense of satisfaction because, oh shit, I I have goals that are better than you. You don't have goals as nice as mine. That means that I'm better than you as a human being, that I'm smarter. It's recognition at the end of the day. You want the person in front of you to think, oh, this guy has goals, he's smart. Recognition is such a false... That's all what a lot of us look for, just recognition from anyone around us to tell us that we're valuable. And I think that stems from us as children, you know, you're you're always looking for your parents to see you when you do random stupid shit, and they give you attention for it, you know, where there's this fight for attention. And this is why children could get pissed off when a new child is born into the family and they stop getting that much attention. And then it's the parents' fault for giving attention where it's not deserved. Or letting the, it's a currency at the end of the day, and you're feeding off, you're feeding your kid off of this energy, and that's not a good way to raise any child. Because attention will not get you anywhere. Having people, the most successful people, they haven't, they practiced so hard to get to where they got. Houdini used to spend hours and hours and hours daily, alone, mastering every trick he could, that he could do it blindfolded. And the only time he did show it to anyone was when it was perfect and he knew it. That's when he wanted everyone's attention, but he wasn't going around telling everyone how amazing he was. He actually sat down and practiced and then showed everyone how amazing he was. And we still remember his name today. That just proves how amazing he was. And the only reason he was as amazing as we think he is is because he practiced and worked hard. As cliche as that sounds, it's just you're rewarded in public for what you've been doing in private for so long. Huh. But for us, we overestimate what we can... Overestimate our control. 
right now it's very difficult to sit down and practice in silence because we're always distracted by all these no- the noise inside of us and everything trying to eat away at our attention. Your attention is currency, really. Your attention is money. And everything is trying to get it. Everything is trying to get a bite out of your attention. Smartest minds in the world are working towards trying to sell you something. Trying to get you to click on ads. And I I think like the potential of humanity and what we can accomplish as a society working together is infinite, really. If we got if we get the smartest people together, and this is what any type of business is, it's just a collection of people working towards a goal, a product or service. But if you if you get the smartest people together and you tell them, Okay, guys, we're going over there. Let's go. And you had all of them just work together towards that goal. God, there's nothing that's gonna stop them. And sadly, yeah, nothing's gonna stop them from trying to steal away at our attention because that's what's paying the most. And that's where the most brilliant minds are going, sadly. But do we blame them? No, we see what we can do within our control and that's what we do best. What can I do right now considering the situation I'm in? Not the situation I'd rather it be or the situation I want it to be, exactly. I look at everything the way it needs to be seen so that I can actually do something about it and stop it or fix it or change it that comes from within and a lot of times we give responsibility away to something outside of us and then we relinquish the ability to change and I've mentioned that a lot of things in life happen randomly to you so many things in life happen outside of your control but the only thing within your control within that regard is how you're going to react to that situation that happened not much else you choose how you react and this is why I absolutely hate when someone tells me yeah but this guy made me mad this guy made me so angry no no nope nope you're wrong This guy did whatever he did, but you got angry on your own. You know, I could call, you know, I can call my best friend a dickbag, but he wouldn't feel sad about it. He'd be like, okay, douche, and we'd go on with our lives. But let me call someone else dickbag, and he'd be pissed. He took it personally, even though it might be or might not be a personal attack, but it's up to you whether or not to take it that way. It's up to you to identify with that insult. Don't. Because you know it's not you, so why are you why are you putting that mental energy into something that's not real, something not tangible, a word just said for a moment and then gone, worthless, doesn't affect anything in your life. But you let it affect you, you give it that energy, you let it consume your thoughts. You think about it over and over and over again in the situation and what you should have said and what you shouldn't have said. and All of this energy has gone into an area where it's really where it really, really shouldn't be going. No wonder people are miserable, man. When they let everything around them, throw them around and dictate what they do. Sure, you don't control everything happening to you, you do control what you do about it. And and a lot of people, I see that, and so many people, just they're lost, as if drowning within the flow of 
the waters of this life. It's carrying them wherever it wants them to be carried, and then they're there, and they have no idea how they got there, but they're there, and they have to deal with it. And then comes the midlife crisis at 40, or the quarter-life crisis at 20. <laughs> and it's all not worth it. Life is too short to be worried. Life is too miserable to be sad. Or to be pissed. It's okay to be sad. It really is. You have the absolute right to feel everything that you're feeling. And if you didn't, you wouldn't be human. We all have this idea of happiness about how we always want to be smiling and laughing and running. That's really not what happiness is. That's definitely not what happiness is. Fulfillment comes from having the full range of emotions within your body. You're you're a living, embodied being. Act like it. Accept it as it is everything. We have so many resistances to everything happening to us in our lives, and that's just not right. When you resist something, you're just giving it more energy to consume you. But to let things flow, to let things go and move, move on away from you, it's as if you're up in the clouds and you're looking at all of this traffic happening under you. You're uh, you're above it. It can't affect you. It shouldn't. But yet we let it affect us. But it takes it takes practice to get to that stage where this is why I think meditation is something everyone should definitely do. I don't I don't know how people can be emotionally and physically in tune. If they if they don't meditate. But hey, I guess everyone has their form of meditation in one way or another. Be it music or sport or... Who knows? But for me, meditation is a solid thing, I think. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> this podcast isn't generally... doesn't have a theme, guys. This podcast isn't going to have a certain topic that it's going to follow. Because for me, if I wanted to define wisdom... And, Trust me, this is something I've given a lot of thought to. Lao Tzu said that knowledge is knowing things. But wisdom? Wisdom is knowing oneself. For me, I I definitely agree with that. Knowing yourself comes before anything you even try to do in this life. Like I said, this is the first stage in control that you have to do. You control yourself, you control your mind, then your body, and then you try to control things outside of yourself to control other things by using tools or instruments to control the energies in this life. And how fascinating of a concept is that, that we come in from nothing with the power to change things outside of us, to create how every layer within this life is so complex and We're at a stage where there's so many complex things working together from your tissues and your organs and your entire body with your brain, with food and eating and light and oxygen and the atmosphere and earth and the temperature. It's all come together just so you can actually manifest things outside of yourself. You know, you look at every stage from atoms, compounds, you look at cells, you look at tissues, you look at organs. Things just keep getting more and more complex. 
from very, very stupid things coming together and bonding in certain ways, just like puzzle pieces would, until you're there. And who knows what comes after. Now we're at a point where there's conscious thought and we can create things outside of ourselves. And this is why when I when I look at when I look at humans and I I see rational intelligent beings, and if at least we think that we're rational intelligent beings, then it must mean that we've come from something inherently intelligent as well. The energy in this universe, as a rational and intelligent being, you can't be a product of a mechanical and meaningless universe. Grapes grow from trees, not from thorns. As an instrument the universe uses to observe itself, your being can't be a mere fluke, an accident. If this world brings forth people, just like a tree would bear fruit, then the universe itself, the energy which underlies it, the ground of being from which we all came forth from, must be intelligent. But hey, what the fuck do I know? Really, absolutely nothing. I'm just this dude trying his best to learn from his mistakes and grow. I'll admit when I'm wrong, and I'll be totally honest. All I want is to to learn and grow, to try and understand the mystery. I know I never truly will, but otherwise it's boring. It's more fun this way, exploring what you don't know, trying to learn and understand from other people. Inviting people to my podcast and having really fun conversations with people I really appreciate. With people who really appreciate me too, which is wonderful to know. Yeah. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Now there's so many topics I want to cover. You know, like if if I start with this, there's nothing that's gonna stop me from continuing. Once I have my first episode out, who knows? There's no limit to the topics. Life is changing so rapidly and I just want to understand and adapt to it as soon as I can. And I want to see and understand it all and see how it connects together. Ah, wisdom. Wisdom is how everything connects with everything else. Understanding things for what they are. Listening to the world around you and what it's trying to tell you. To me, that's what wisdom is. As you live through this life, day by day, there's not a moment that you can't learn from. There <laughs> really isn't. There's not a moment you can't learn from. 
something else I want to add. Every single part of you, every single cell in your being, is working towards something greater than itself. No cell in your body is working for its own sake. Every cell in your body is working for every other cell around it. Until you come into being and you get to manifest things in this world. If a cell in you, if a cell in your body were to actually only work for its own sake, there is a term for that. It's called cancer. And it's not fun. A cell that grows and eats, a cell full of greed and gluttony, forcing its way through you. And you look at society right now and you see that clearly everywhere. How our industries work and the things that we focus on and the attention that we try to... The attention that they're trying to steal from us. The false idea of happiness and... As we were evolving, as we were growing from smaller societies into bigger ones, we all depended on each other, big time. We still do. Society, a village or a town, they all worked as one big family. Everyone working for everyone else. For the sake of the good of the, the village. The good of my society, not myself. I'm not worth much on my own. I'm worth only as much as my loved ones around me. Those who care. Those that I care for. And you look at this world and you see all these people with a complete disregard for anything but themselves. And that's, uh, this is happening to every one of us. We stopped helping strangers. We're rather afraid of them or... Or we'd rather just not waste our time. When did we become so inhumane? I I just think maybe there's just so many people that it's just too hard to care anymore. Or the fact that we see so much blood and gore and violence everywhere that it's just, we're desensitized to it. Completely desensitized to it. Which is sad, but that's the reality that we're in. But it doesn't need to stay the case. And no wonder cancer rates are increasing like never before in this world. I don't think it's about our diets or the chemicals around us. All of those things are just reflections of something much deeper that, than that born within the societies that we're in. Greed. Self-love. Or a society that forgot gratitude and appreciation. A society that fears its brothers and sisters around it rather than running to their aid. A society lost between all the things it grew to believe it wanted from a fleeting and very confusing world. It stops with us. Because that's all we control. If we all got together, there's no imagining what we can accomplish. If we cared more about life and humanity, 
more than our individual selves. Now we have the greatest minds in the century working collectively to make you click on ads. Well, that's what cancer is. Let's forgive ourselves for the mistakes we make and learn from them. In such a confusing world, let's sit down and listen. Try and listen so desperately to what the world is trying to tell us. And maybe, just just maybe, we can get through this having have lived a life with all its ups and downs that was worth living. It's like life is playing this tune that no one's listening in. And we need to tune in. I dream of a future of hope. A future of hope where we all see each other as one part within this complex system that we're all in. A system of love that we can all thrive in. If you look at a leaf, every cell in the leaf, no part of the leaf works for its own sake. There's so much love within everything that we see. But yet we don't look deep enough. And I see it in each and every one of us. Without a doubt. So much room for love and kindness. I just don't think we're, I don't think we know how to show it. Or rather, we're afraid to show it. I believe in the, I believe in the potential of what we can accomplish. A society with no fear. A society without all these invisible barriers in our head stopping us from being us. A society where we care for the people around us, whether or not we know them personally. Because someday we're going to need someone to care about us. And if we think that life's going to continue to continue being the way we think it will be, we're wrong. Everything is subject to change and everything will change, always. Now it's happening faster than ever. And I'm just, I guess, doing my best to try to change it in a way that I think is more positive. Trying to be good energy in a world where everyone wants to take and no one wants to give. I want people to truly be happy. And I might be wrong, I might I might not say anything right. I might just be a complete waste of time. But I just want to grow myself. And that's that. Till next time. Take care.